What's going on, my beautiful people? Another great day here inside the Black Actors Studio. I'm your host, Danny Royce, and joining us today is a very talented actor, producer, director, and you've seen him in the Dark Knight trilogy and Glee, so stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Black Actors Studio. So great to see you all again. Thanks for tuning in. Starting uh, in Off-Broadway, West Side Story, amongst many others, uh, constantly creating and reinventing himself. He holds a multitude of film and TV credits, including Decker, DTLA, Dance Flick, and many others. The Black Actors Studio is very proud to welcome... Ernest Pierce. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm great, Danny. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here, man. That's <laughs> me. It's a great day. I mean, a little rainy in L.A., but it's okay. Yeah. You know, we made it here, one piece. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want, I want to get off and, uh, and just ask you, how was the experience being on one of the greatest DC comic trilogies today? You know, I started, um, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And I had to real, you know, figure out exactly what could I do and where could I start, you yeah. know, gaining those credits and, and networking. And long and behold, um, I was with us, um, uh, Claire Simon Casting in Chicago. Oh, okay. So uh, who did most of the um, Black Knight um, mm-hmm. and any uh, of the action shows that was in Chicago. So yeah. submitted, I got called in, they interviewed me, and, you know, they... Said okay, we're gonna use you as one of the uh, main um, uh, SWAT members. Nice, you know. So it was it was kind of you just got you get, get thrown in. That's awesome. And you just really, <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? And they were overnight shoots, so we literally oh, okay. was on the uh, River North Bridge, mm-hmm. sleeping on the bridge <laughs> until it was time for us to shoot because the holding was so so far back. You know, Chicago is yeah. freezing. Oh yeah. Uh, but we had these fight scenes. Um, it was we were grouped up in groups. And it, it was fantastic. You know, it was definitely a great way to just start my career to say, hey, this is it. This, this is, is what it. I want. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in Chicago, so, I mean, that was a great city. You know, it is a filming. great city. It is a great city. I remember when they were filming uh, Dark Knight, and uh, we heard a big explosion. I, I believe I was in class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were like... Oh my God! Is this terrorist? I hope it's not. Yeah, but no. they were like, "Yeah, they're filming down the street." Okay, yeah, I, I, that might have been the day that they actually had brought out the uh, the Batmobile. Oh yeah, the older, yeah. The older one. Yes. And so they, they blocked out the streets, and every time they started it up, it was a big explosion. That oh, came okay, out, so. yeah, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna get more into uh, your credits and all that beautiful stuff in a little bit. But I want to start off in the beginning. Where were you born? Uh, I am Chi Town, Chicago, Illinois. Chi-town. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, what did your uh, father do? My father was a hustler. Nice. He literally, um, you know, my father came from a big family, so it's about nine of them. Okay. Uh, My father was the one that was very unpredictable. Mm. So, um, he, from from what I remember, because I didn't grow up fully with him, um, growing up, my father was a window washer. He worked at a place called, um, also the the Red Apple, which was a, a, a pinnacle place off of... 
63rd and Ashland. <laughs> and it, <literally, laughs> Chicago folks, you know what that's at. Yeah, now. yeah, literally. <laughs> and it had this huge, like, apple, and it was there for years. And I, wow. remember, I remember him bringing me in. I must have been about three or four, and I'm his identical twin. Mm. So I look better, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally coming in, and he used to go to the back, sit me down. They, they, ladies loved me, used to make, make me food, little mm. apple pie. It was just one of these old-school little um, mom-pop type right. of restaurants, and that's what I remember my father. Um, and from there, he just did a little everything. Mm-hmm. My father, he just believed in always having money, always putting forth your best foot, mm-hmm. whatever you do. And staying busy, and that's what he did. Right. So did you you um, you learned a lot of your hustle mentality, how to make it from him. I did, I did, I did. Um, from that, and also just you know, people on the south side, we hustle. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. You do, you know, and uh, just being in 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 Chicago in general, it's either you either work hard or you get swallowed. Yeah, and my, I. I I grew up with a grandmother that was like, you ain't going to just sit around here and do nothing. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> Got to figure out what I want to do. Nice. Yeah. And so how was your relationship with your mom? My mom, we have a... It's a complicated relationship yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, me and my mother were so close in age. We were only about 16 years apart. Oh, okay. You know, um, my mom is very outspoken. Mm-hmm. And I mean, very outspoken. So whatever... And that's kind of my whole family. Mm-hmm. If they think it, they'll say it. Yeah. So there was no secrets. There was no, no hiding anything in my house. Uh, my mom, what I can say is that I grew up with a lot of discipline. A lot of, um, I, I gained those necessary skills I needed to survive for the rest of my life. Pretty mm-hmm. much by the age of 10, I knew how to cook. I knew how to clean. I knew how to catch the CTA bus. Okay. Um, I remember my mom and my dad, when they were together, um, they created this chart for me. I was four, five. Mm-hmm. And stuck it right on my wall and said, this is what you have to do before you go to go to school. This is what you got to do when you get back. <laughs> and literally every day I had to check it off. Oh, wow. So it created a lot of this. My mom was a Leo and my dad was a Virgo. That makes and sense. my birthday, <laughs> which is, uh, is August 23rd. So I'm a Leo Virgo oh, right down the wow. middle. So I have both of their characteristics. So and that pretty much, you know, I can't escape any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my relationship with my mom right now, we, we, we talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like oil and vinegar. Yeah. yeah. Or oil and water, shall oil I say. Oil and water, yeah, yeah. And, um, but... What I love about our relationship now is that anything I want to share with her, mm-hmm. she just gives me raw, honest feedback. You know, it, it's, it's no, you know, oh, it's going to be okay, baby. It's, look, this is what this you is did. A, this is what you need to do. This uh-huh. is what you need to not do. You know, because she's lived, she's lived her life. Right. You know, and she just wants the best for me and for my little brother and things like that. So, and yeah. stuff like that's priceless, you know. You can't, it really you, is an honest just yeah. opinion. Yeah. That's I mean, like, I remember being in college and... I was telling a friend the other day, I said, you know, I started college and I, you know, and I, I was working three jobs, mm. you know, trying to make it through college. And I would have these, um, I, was, I was a resident advisor for four years, all four years I was a resident advisor. And I would have these group of uh, residents that would come in every year mm-hmm. and they, did, they didn't know how to do laundry. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to, <laughs> they didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. They didn't know what an iron was half the time. Wow. You know, and it's just the basic wow. life skills they didn't have that I had by the age of 12. Wow. Yeah. You know, and those are the tools. When I was able to go away and travel from to other countries, I was just, I was good to go. Yeah. I didn't have that necessity to be around my family. It was like, okay, let's get it. You know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Independent. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you have any nicknames growing up? 
Oh God. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So this is a, a secret. Only my, only my family and some very close friends know. Um, Exclusive, right here. <laughs> <laughs> because my name is Ernest Pierce, they couldn't call me Ernest because my dad was around. Right. So they decided to call me by my middle name. Now my middle name was given to me actually by the nurse in the hospital really? where I was born. My wow. mom did not know what to call me, so the lady was like, well, you know, just call, I always love the name Tremaine. Oh, wow. So Tremaine is my middle name, Ernest okay. Tremaine Pierce. Okay. So from day one, I was called Tremaine. Growing Tremaine, up. Wow. Yeah, so, and um, as I got older, I learned what it means. It means from the big city. Mm. So it kind of fit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you have uh, uh, a little brother, right? I do have a little. Not so little anymore. But not yes. so little anymore. Yes. <laughs> and uh, do you have any other siblings besides the brother? That's it. You know, we grew up in, um, I grew up around a lot of close friends and friends of family. And I grew up in a few storefront churches. So okay. these people I've been knowing for almost 25 years. I have a, a, a godmother, a godfather, and about three or four I would they're my god they're my god sisters and brothers mm. and you know you can't tell they're not my brother and my sister because literally we've been knowing each other for I would say at least twenty I don't I don't want to age myself <laughs> but at least thirty years thirty years oh, thirty wow. years and yeah you don't you really just don't have family friends or friends that long these days right exactly yeah. that's very true yeah. and in school. Uh, did you get into like you know show choir? Were you in plays and theater? <laughs> and I want to know when the acting bug actually like bit you. Okay, um, so I remember sitting watching TV, and believe it or not, the person that inspired me to want to be an actor was Roseanne. Mm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not well, so much anymore. No. Not the not the current Roseanne, but the, right. you know back in the day. Back in the day, uh, right. there was this made-for-TV movie on Lifetime. And I just remember just watching her, and it was it was just I, I was like, how did they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, coming again where I'm from. I'm, I'm I keep revisiting that because the odds say that I I am not supposed to be where I'm at right, right now. Right, right. And I just knew what I wanted. I was like, well, that seems interesting to do, and it seems like something you don't do reciprocal every day mm-hmm. in that same platform. I want to do that. Right. You know, I was like, I could be a firefighter, but they're not just putting out fires and saving people all day. There's other people for that. I, I want to have fun and do it, you know. Right, right. So I just didn't know how to do it. Okay. So it laid dormant for a long time. So through grammar school, I finished grammar school, went to high school, and we just did not have a lot of resources. Yeah. We didn't have, believe it, we didn't have an acting program. Yeah. We didn't have, we had a choir, but not musical theater. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what that was. So I just remember every so many years I would try to gain little tools in my tool belt because I knew that in order to be an actor, you had to have a a lot of things, um, you know, in your tool belt to help you along the way. Whether you're a singer or not, you had to understand it. Yeah. Whether you're a dancer or not, you had to understand it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would get into these like modeling clubs in high school. I would get into the drum, the drum major in um, the reserves training corps. And then from there, I joined this program called Students with a Purpose. Uh-huh. And Students with a Purpose Swap um, was in my high school where we gave back to inner city youth, um, teaching them about cultural awareness, uh, health awareness. So we did these plays around the city, which took us to traveling around the state. Wow. And we had these scripts. It was all about some really hardcore issues. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the, the first one was about HIV. Okay. You know, and and back in 
1996, we only knew so much being in the inner city right. because we didn't have the major programs in the, in the school. Exactly. So I, I just remember doing it, and then they brought in this coach from actually one of the colleges, and she spent some time with us, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes, this is something that I want to do. And, and, she, and she, she pulled me to the side. She says, you, you have something. Mm. You know, and, and everywhere we went, we inspired people. Everywhere we went, we inspired schools, and they just kept sharing our message through the platform uh, performance. Oh, okay. and, and I knew that we didn't have the resources or the money, but what we were doing was on a, on a bigger scale to what we could do at that given time. Mm. So I, I did what I could do, and um, that's when I got into modeling. Okay. And learning about the industry on that standpoint. And I stuck with that for almost until today, um, until I was able to transition over to become an actor. To become an actor. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. So you, you said Roseanne had an influence on you. She did. Um, what, was your, what was your thoughts like when the whole thing came out, you know, with her and uh, using words and well, <laughs> being fired and all that stuff? What, what was your Well, first and foremost, thoughts? you know, you don't talk about my first lady. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. You know, I, I think at that platform, when you're on that level or any level, you got to be careful what you say and what you do. Whether you full-heartedly believe it, not everybody wants to hear it. Right. And that's not give you the license to speak your mind every time. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you might help or hurt. And it's okay to share your thoughts among your inner group, but sometimes you just got to be quiet. Right. You know, um, I can't speak around anybody else. I know I wouldn't I would have never done it. Um, I don't encourage anybody to talk negatively about anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a woman who, you know, she kind of revamped herself. Yeah, yeah, you know, she had the support of the president. She had the support of ABC. Yeah, and she just <laughs> she did what she does best. <laughs> so, uh, personally, being an adult now, yeah. I thought it was just very uh, immature. Yeah, you know, and it was very bullheaded. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 think that you could speak negatively upon a public figure. You know, people do it, and I was watching CNN. Um, in, uh, with Dick Tapper and a lot of the um, uh, anchors yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how um, they they get the audience on Instagram and Twitter and how they negatively get all these comments. Yeah. And, you know, people want to talk bad about you all day. But all it's, day. It's, it's how you respond, right? And right. how you lash out or whatever you decide to do, you know, as a result of it. Yeah, you just got to be the bigger person and you got to be an adult, right? You know, especially with this platform. Yeah, and I was like, uh, it was, I mean, it was an interesting move because I'm like, first, you're represented by a black woman and and the president of ABC yeah. is black. So it was just yeah. very like, wow. It was a bold, it was a bold move, like you said. Yes. Um, uh, growing up, were there any other shows, uh, particularly um, people of color, um, that influenced you and made you want to just pursue acting even more. In living color, hey, <laughs> you, you know, literally it was. And then um, Martin, Martin, yeah, Martin, yes. Brand, uh, uh, Moesha, Mo- <laughs> Moesha, and Mo-tada. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it way back, and this will age me. Uh, the, the Awakenings. The Awakenings. I don't even know. Do I know that one? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's The Awakening. Oh, the yeah, people yeah. Are on them with, uh, uh, what's her name? With Mookie. With Mookie, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I remember that. So, yeah, and, and we used to be really excited as kids because they would come out at the Bud Billiken Parade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a huge following. Imagine if they had social media. <laughs> Man, oh, my God. You know, back then? Back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was, they, and again, 
kind of reminded me of what I went through with, with students with a purpose. Mm -hmm. They were talking about real life topics. They were talking about rape. They were talking about drugs. They were yeah. talking about gang gangsters and gang banging. And th th that's all we knew. Right. Right. Growing up in those in those areas. And it helped us to navigate our way through making decisions for ourselves. Exactly. You know, that and uh, the D.A.R.E. program. Dare. <laughs> Dare. Oh, my God. Is that still around? That's still around, right? There, it maybe? Is. It okay. is, it is. I know they picked up the lion as the as the, the <laughs> mascot now or whatever. Oh my god. I guess I guess they're done with the no, no. no that's smoking the bear. I was like, that's smoking the bear. <laughs> <laughs> so you started in musical theater, um, and then you you came out here. When did you move out to LA and decide to uh, pursue acting, TV and film? Okay. Uh, so I reached a point in in, in Chicago where I realized I needed more. Mm -hmm. I needed more of a challenge, and I needed more of a, a platform where I could um, be more influential. Right. Sorry, part of my mic is is out. Oh, okay. My uh, mic. I can hear you. Okay. Um, I just knew that I needed more of a platform where I could diversify what I wanted to um, learn, okay. explore, share. And grow as a as, as as a talent, so that started in 2006 when I visited LA for the first time. Okay, and I said, "This is where I'm meant to be." You know, some places we sometimes we have this magnet, this 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 something that draws us. We don't know what it is. Right. I've never visited LA. Never knew what LA was. Didn't have the money to come here, and I just knew it was something about LA. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to New York first. <laughs> I said maybe maybe I'm meant to be in New York because it's a little closer. Yeah, so little, I, yeah. So I called the somewhere in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I was doing really well. Um, I was I was booking national campaigns um, as a model, and I was traveling and just doing a lot. I already had been to Africa, mm -hmm. and and I was doing some campaigns there. I came back here, and then when I went to New York, I met with an agent, and she was like, "Look." She's like, you don't look black enough. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you yes. <know? laughs> For the campaigns that are here in the United States, you don't look black enough. Right, right. You're more European black. Uh -huh. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, I understand, and I understand what she meant when she was trying to portray at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just said, well, that's kind of discouraging. Right. So you're saying if I stay here, I'm not going to have a career. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to go over to Paris and work over in Paris and be there. Because I knew... All my decisions from the age of 17 was to prepare me to be an actor here in yeah. the States. Yeah. So I felt if I went away at any given time, I'm shorting myself years of growth. I'm shorting my years of, of gaining experience in this, you know, in this platform that I wanted to, to commit my life to. Mm -hmm. So I went back to Chicago. I prepared to. I said, you know what? I'm now at a point where the modeling isn't enough for me. I have to make this happen. Yeah. So I told everybody, I said, look, I'm moving to L.A. in February of 2008. I told everybody starting August of 2007. So I just started giving stuff away. Mm. Start giving stuff away in my apartment. Start, mm. um, you know, and I said, well, here's the thing. If I have the money, I'll move. If I don't, then I don't. Yeah. And I was like, it, it got down to like a week. <laughs> Before and I was like, I'm gonna go. Uh, so I sent a. I only had like I had like 
less than two thousand dollars while I was in Chicago. I sent a deposit up here to put down an apartment. Uh-huh. I sent uh, the rent money, so I said I gotta go now because wow. you know. And so I literally got on the road in my little what I call the green machine. It was like a Kia hatchback. <laughs> I love that car. <laughs> it was like a Kia hatch hatchback. And my friends, I love my friends. Um, one of my friends bought me like a two hundred dollars. A, a gas gift card. Oh, nice! <laughs> that card got me all the way here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I prayed and I said, Lord, if, if this is meant to be, then show me the signs, mm-hmm. and we'll make it happen. And I, I'll just believe and have faith in you. So I literally just packed all my stuff up. I drove to my mom's house. I said, Hey, I'm leaving. She's like, What? I said, <laughs> I'm leaving. I got seven hundred dollars. Wow. And if it's meant to be. I ain't coming back. Yeah, you know, and wow. literally, it's now eleven years I've been here. Wow, that's, so I mean, I, that leap of faith—you just gotta go. For you it, have right? to go and stay as positive as you can. Right. It is challenging to live in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's challenging to live anywhere. Yeah, but you have to—you have to have a support system here, and if you don't, you got to get it fast. Mm-hmm. That's true. So when I got here, you know, it's just like you don't know—I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any. Uh, uh, people showing me the way. Yeah. Um, I was um, studying at the Chicago's Actor Studio. Okay. And did Second City, and so I was again over the over the span of three or four years there, I was gaining like a lot of skill sets. So when I come out here, they're like, "Well, you don't have your SAG card. You can't. You're not going to be able to do anything." Yeah. And I said, like, "I'm still going." Right. <laughs> I said, like, "I'm still don't, don't be trying to deter me because you have those individuals who." Who who live in Chicago, live in a lot of cities, and they're just like, well, you can't go out there because they're scared, right. and they've never, they don't know what it is, and even, or they came out and they made bad decisions. Yeah, you know, they're projecting their fears. They on are, you. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's people that have been in films that I that I, that I recognized, and I just said, you know what, that's your journey. Mm-hmm. I have my own. Right. So. So when you came out here, mm-hmm. I mean, you. you you got some credits, you know. You started ranking up credits, man. TV I, films. I uh, did. I said did. yes to any and right. everything. Yeah. And I just started auditioning. auditioning. I just started auditioning, right. auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. And within three months, I became SAC. There you go. You know, and I was taking classes, and it, I just said yes to everything I can right. could. And my so, my first project was uh, was Glee. Was Glee, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I want to touch on Glee for a second because I mean that was huge, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Uh, how was that experience working on? That show for you? Um, I was I, I had a cameo role in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, so I wasn't an active uh, performer. When um, I was signed up with uh, the casting couch out in the valley, okay, and uh, they uh, Ryan Murphy saw my picture and was like, "Hey, we want that guy." Mm. And at the time, I was just like, "Well, I don't have any credits. I don't want to be typecast playing a, yeah. a, a gay character." Right, right. And um, and so I turned it down. Uh huh. And. Rachel Berry was the product of um, gay parents. One was black, African-American, and the other one was Jewish. Oh, okay. So they said, no, we want that guy. (laughs) So they came back to the casting couch, and I said, no. (laughs) I don't want to do it. At the time, it was a pilot, so I didn't didn't know what Glee was. Right, right. So she's like, would you please do this for me? I said, fine. (laughs) Fine, I'll do it. And I uh, went on set, uh-huh. and we got dressed. They didn't, you know, wardrobe. And literally, the, the initial, it was, to, it was to, to develop into a p- potential role, which came up about maybe five, six, seven years. They always talked about their appearance, but they never, they never brought, it, brought it into the actual effect until um, the later seasons before she, um, she left the show. Mm-hmm. And 
literally it was in the pilot, I'm in the pilot episode. So when when they she's talking about you know she's like I'm not homophobic. Uh-huh. You know I have two gay dads. So she literally <laughs> opens her locker and that's me posted all all up on her locker. <laughs> so you know. I, I get the bragging rights that I was on set the first day, right, and right. I, you know I was able to, to work with the lead, the lead cast and character, mm-hmm. and you know I got chosen by Ryan Murphy and the line producer. There you go, you know? and then it's, it blew up. It did know? blow <laughs> up. And don't know. We were just like, well, you know, when are going to call us back in? <laughs> so you know, and, and you just never know what exactly. might happen and when might happen. But I had a lot of the projects that developed from that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it just rolls. The, the blessings <laughs> just, just roll, right? It does. And then you worked on Dance Flick. How was it working with the Wayne's brothers? I love the Wayne's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Names. So um, that was part of the process of trying to get my SAG card. Okay. So I don't recommend you guys doing that. <laughs> you know, little tricks of the trick. Little tricks. Share, share so um, at the time, it was, at the time I was studying uh, theater at Pierce College out here. So mm-hmm. it was one of my class structure that I was just like, you know, I got to stay studying. I got to stay studying. Even if it's not the big studios, I got to stay studying. Right. So I had learned all this makeup trick. I was taking a makeup class. So I learned all this creative makeup and, um, you know, how to age yourself, how to mm-hmm. um, do creative makeup to really just make your skin fall off and everything. So it, it got <laughs> nice. really cool. So... Um, it was Hollywood casting out here, and they were uh, they were calling for extras. Mm. And I was like, well, I need to get my SAG card so I can get bigger roles. Right. Um, so one day they called us in. I, had, I already had got one voucher. At the time, uh, SAG and AFTRA was not combined. Okay. Uh, they didn't merge together. So I was like, well, I got to get two more vouchers so I can join. And I was doing a lot of extra world, you know, um, Women's Murder Club. Mm-hmm. We did, I did Batman again. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of <laughs> other stuff. So um, the interesting thing is, is it's like, okay, we need ballet dancers. Now, I had a lot of musical theater and didn't have any prof- prof- uh, professional, but coming from fame, I had almost almost a half a year of training with choreographers in right. ballet. So I was like, well, I, I'm a ballet dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so, so I submitted it, and they called me. And I got another voucher. Nice. And um, we didn't we didn't actually film the scene. So I was like, I got a voucher for just you know saying, hey, I can do it. <laughs> so it was um, another breakdown, and mm-hmm. I was just like, hmm, they need a crackhead. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you, you, you're too much of a pretty boy, like a crackhead. So what do I gotta do? So I literally I I did like all like this dark makeup and uh-huh. had some torn clothes on, and I got a friend. I was like. Get over here. I need to take pictures of me. So I put together this whole presentation for the Wayne Brothers. Mm. And I was I had like wine bottles and laid out on the street and in the garbage. Nice. And you couldn't recognize me. Right. Literally. And I submitted it. And this must have been about a good two or three hundred people submitted. And they was like, We want that guy. Nice. So literally they called me in, I went in the next day, and it was like, you know, uh, first time I ever had my own trailer. Wow. So it was amazing. It was just a great feeling. I was just like, this is, you know, what it, what it's meant to be. Right. So I'm on set. <laughs> so I already did my own makeup, and they was like, "He's perfect." We need to. So, um, so Marlon came over to me, was like, "Nah, nah, this it, ain't enough crack on his face." <laughs> I was like, "What is he? What is, what is he about? Like, what is he about to do to me?" <laughs> so literally, he get they, get they go and get like a white powder, I'm like pow, like, dude. <laughs> so literally, so it, it was you know, it was just, it was just awesome working with Damien and Marlon and nice. seeing Sean on set yeah, and just yeah. really the, the culture. They're, they're they are really amazing at what they do some of the hardest working people out there very Crazy. much so and they are really devoted to their the cast and their crew right you know and they make sure that you're well taken care of when you're on set and they're just a pleasure to work with it it was the best one of the best experience i've been since i've lived here that's awesome well 
There you go, actors. If you're listening, <laughs> that's how you get it done. <laughs> go above and beyond to get what you want. I mean, yeah, you, you, you got do. to. You got to stand out, right? You do. You do. Um, but I just want to take this time to say thank you, everyone who's tuning in right now. Go ahead. If you have any questions, leave them in the comment box. Uh, we are here live. And I want to say thank you to uh, AfterBuzz and Black Hollywood Live for allowing us to be here. And Ernest, once again, thank you for joining My us pleasure. today. Um, so. Make America Great. I actually watched that, and it was hilarious. Yes, yes. But um, when that came out, you know, obviously it was the whole Trump, Make America Great Again, all that stuff. Can you just tell us about, like, the um, production side of that and developing that project? That was all done by Candace Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, she works media, which is a production company. The breakdowns went out. And I didn't know what the, I didn't know what it was. We she only released us so much information, obviously right. for just protection rights, and went in, auditioned for a part. I walked in with another guy, and our chemistry was just so good. And she was just like, "All right, all right, okay, thank you, thank you," <laughs> and <clears throat> didn't hear back. And then all of a sudden, we got I got a call, and she's like, "Okay, this is the project. This is what the concept is, and we can't say much about it because you know." We did that before he was elected. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know. It was more satire. We're just like, oh, he ain't, he ain't, he's not going to get elected. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just like. <laughs> and he literally got elected. And we were just like, this is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember going into, at the time I was studying at Leslie Kahn uh-huh. Studios. And the day that he got elected, we had class that night. And people was coming in crying. Yeah. Like they were it was, mad. It was crazy. <laughs> so to be able to work on a project of such caliber, and it got so much exposure internationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was at the Cannes Short Film um, Awards, yeah. and it just it just worked its way around all the black festivals and some of the more um, uh, multicultural festivals as well. Yeah, it, it, The topics, even though it was a short film, it was mind blowing. It was, you know, to it imagine was. the 13th and 14th Amendment being removed by President Trump. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was insane. It, you know, it was, it would not surprise me. <laughs> it was insane. But you know, we, we we got on set and we uh, it's just that the cast and the crew. It was like a little family for a couple of days when we mm-hmm. shot it, and it was it was magical. To be honest with you, it was it was we felt the 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 pain a little bit, even though we were on set and we were creating. A, a, a film based upon real life situations, it was always a check back to say, what if this happened? Right. You right. know, and in my mindset, I'm like, well, you know, here I am trying to escape America. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Do I go to Canada? What if I get caught? Do I go to Mexico? I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so it's real life topics and it's a representation of the majority of the United States. Right. What will happen if that was to happen? And it, it got a lot of good response and, you know, we, I'm, I'm, I was very grateful to be a part of it. It was, yeah, it was an amazing <coughs> piece of work. Um, is that it's still available for people to check it out? It, I believe it is. It okay. really is. Um, if you just Google actually the actual project, uh, "Make America Great?" question mark. Yes. Uh, you, 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 um, uh, Candace Vernon information will come up. Okay. And I believe it's maybe still traveling the festival market. Uh, I was very happy to have the comic relief out the project. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because everything else was, 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 was heavy. So um, she gave me um, just a start and a finish. 
<laughs> and she says, starting to finish and you just say go wherever you wherever you go, nice. where you go, and you know, and that that, that has to do with a lot with, with trust. Yeah, being on for set, sure. a lot of trust with the with the existing lines, not to overpower any other actor, mm-hmm. respect everybody's lines, and really just make sure you tell the story and it gets to the finish. But you know, at the at the time, stuff was just coming to me. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I was like, did I just say that? And everybody, you know, it was fun. I said, I say it was fun. <laughs> so, how important is improv? Um, just to share with you know other actors, people are listening right now, because um, I mean, it's that's pretty much what you did in that film. At least fifty percent of the projects that I've done in my whole life have all been improv. Nice. Even though it was scripted, I've worked with some amazing people like Larry Kennard mm-hmm. with DTLA, and we were able to. That was only about fifty percent scripted. Nice. So it was half scripted, half improv. And again, they give you a start, they give you a finish, but you really have to get all your tools in your yeah. tool belt. Yeah. And whether you have formal training or not, that comes from growing up on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> having, uh, being quick minded and, and, and having a quick response. You, just walking down the high, walking down the, the hallways in high school, somebody says something smart to you, just like, right. what? Well, you and your mama. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like, <laughs> So, you know, all that built up over the years, and now, you know, I can just walk on set and be like, okay, I don't need no script. Yeah. You know, or give me a script. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, you um, you brought up DTLA. It's perfect, since that's actually what I was going into. Um, so you, you have an assistant producer, right? A, associate producer. Associate producer. Um, of that. And your character, uh, Stefan, talk to us a little bit about your character in uh, that series. Uh, Stefan was a was one of the only bisexual characters in the project. Uh, we didn't go too much into his sexuality because there was not a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. It was, you have these group of friends living in downtown Los Angeles, and we are having a little glimpse into the love, the friendship, the... Uh, the, the work life mm-hmm. of their growth. And it's kind of a true representation of living here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the creator did not want to to represent West Hollywood's aspect because that's enough overdone. What about the rest of the city? What about the rest of the state and, and the representation of the um, gay, straight, bisexual person living in Los Angeles and they're all a group of friends and how do they get along with each other and survive and, you know, the loving relationships through that. Stefan comes in. um, My character was a little complex to the point where he was trying to figure himself out in the life that he lives because he always had to survive. Mm -hmm. And where he reached a point of survival, he's he forgot how to be. He forgot the little small bits of humanity. Outside of his friendships, he sh- his whole life is lived by tough love. Mm. So that kind of was that little dynamic with all the friends. It's about eight friends, mm-hmm. eight core group of friends, and but he is the as a matter of fact guy. Damn. This is what you're gonna get. This is what happens. Well, this is your fault. This is why it's your fault. <laughs> you know, you, and we all have that friend where it's just like, well, they're gonna tell you the truth, yep. no matter what. So um, I'm very happy that Larry Kennard gave me the freedom to really explore that character and take it to another level. You know, we also had uh, Mike Polymeri, which was the uh, one of the executive producers of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, we just got a lot of great feedback. It was a great cast. Um, and you also work with Daryl Stevens, right? With Daryl Stevens. From Noah's Ark. So <laughs> was that, how was that experience? It was great. We were yeah. best friends in the show. I didn't know Daryl at the time, but... He knew a friend of a friend of a friend in <laughs> friend Chicago, friend friend. right? So I heard of him, and then when I came out, I came out um, to Los Angeles. 
Um, I used to study at uh, this place called Java Tour. It's no longer. It's now. It's now Pump. Oh, Vanderpump, okay. Mr. Gotcha. Vanderpump, <laughs> <laughs> and he would come in and get coffee, and it's like I recognize that guy. Right. And it was it was Daryl, and lo and behold, another year or two passing, we were end up on the show together. Small world, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or small Hollywood, I should say. <laughs> now, you, yeah, you've come across you know quite a few celebrities and stuff, and one being also Tiffany Pilar. <laughs> Miss New York. Yes. <laughs> As you all know, hey, I love New H-B-I-C. York. H-B-I-C. Right. <laughs> so how how is Tiffany? Is Tiffany really like New York on the, on the in real life? How do you want me to answer that, Tiffany? <laughs> <laughs> Be real, uh, actually. <laughs> when I walked on set... Uh, as I was talking earlier, you know, we're only matched up with certain uh, cast members based upon the scenes that we shoot. Mm-hmm. So I had the luxury of having almost every scene with Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was my arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to do that. Oh for sure. <laughs> man, and it, it was it was awesome because we had our script, and uh, and then the producers were like, "Well, let's just see what they can do." <laughs> And it, stuff that she was coming out her mouth, I was like, Tiffany, did you just go there? <laughs> all right, all right, you want to go there? All right, well, here we go. <laughs> Taking the gloves off. Um, to answer your question, she is a sweetheart. Yeah. She is very articulate, mm-hmm. uh, very well kept, and she she's that person that wants everyone to get along. Ah, uh, okay. You wow, know? that's that's. Surprising. I know, I know, I know, I know, and she is absolutely fun to be around. Yeah. And sexy, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And so we had the chance of not only um, working with her in front of um, the, the production of DTLA, but we also did an after the show with her uh, for Out TV in mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, so we did about nine episodes uh, where she was the host of the after the show nice. with DTLA, which nice. was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so now uh, you're also doing the Modern Couple, right? Yes. Um, so Tell me a little bit about that project. Okay. So right now what we're doing, we're teaming up with different writers and uh, producers and original content. And we're uh, putting together the actors and the projects of different. Modern Couple represents a a, a take on the uh, relationships that we deal with on a day-to-day factor that's not so um, modern. Hence the all-black relationship or the relationships that are just male-on-male, uh, male-female. Mm-hmm. It is what are the complexities that we question every day in mm-hmm. our relationships. And if you go down the street with someone who doesn't look like you, what are people saying about that? Right, right, and right. People, or two individuals together from different cultures or different races, when you reach that point where... You have a topic, or you argue about something that <laughs> you're like, oh, here we go, here we right, go again. Right. So, um, I was able to work with Jean Yu on on a couple of episodes. We and it was just literally, it was a very small production staff, just me, her, and, and like one or two other production team mm-hmm. mates. And we just wanted to do a couple of test fillers before we go into uh, larger production, just to see, you know, some the feedback on what people were, were saying about it, right? And you know, and that's what we're doing right now with a lot of our a lot of our productions. It's just um, teaming up with a lot of different writers and producing a couple of smaller projects just to get a feel, kind of put out get up, put out test projects. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of what modern uh, modern couple is about, 
And right now we're getting more scripts from around the U.S. And we're looking at them and just seeing where do we go from here. Gotcha. You know, and that's what you have to do in L.A. Yes. You got to keep producing content. You got to keep, you know, keep those actor chops. You know, you can't control when you're going to be on a show. Right. But what you can control is your creative outlet. Mm-hmm. If you have the luxury of doing so. Yes. Um, I've worked with some amazing people you know, over my span being here and I'm constantly always like, well, what can we do? Let's do something now. You right. know, it's, it's not paid. Well, I don't care. Let's, let's shoot it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because when it, it's all about, for me personally, it's about what is the story that I'm telling today? Mm-hmm. Who can I influence, share, inspire with my craft and what character can I play to influence and inspire someone out around the world. Right, right. And that's what I look at with every character that that I that I approach is what is the bigger picture here? Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't play a character that I don't believe in um just to get a paycheck. The paycheck comes over time. Yeah, for sure. You know, but if I um really value what I do every day, I have to be inspired. Yeah. And that's just me. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, and, and the product is so much better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> when I agree. you believe in it. Um, so now I'm going to go to uh, just a couple questions mm-hmm. from uh, online, you know, the uh, universe out there. <laughs> and uh, one person uh, asked, what do you do to prepare um, for a role? Me, it depends on, well, I, I look at... What is it about this character that I can relate to first off? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's nothing, then I got some lot, a lot of homework to do. Yeah. You know, but obviously there's something about me and my persona or the production, um, the producer, the director, or the writer, or the casting director that called me in see in correlation to who I am, what mm-hmm. I look like, uh, how I present myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do research on the occupation. If it's regarding a doctor, if it's if it's because you know I haven't been a doctor, right. I've been two doctors, <laughs> you know, right. uh, and I also have my core group of friends who actually have done certain projects, and I, I get a lot of feedback from them. You know, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's mainly just the majority of what I need is in a dialogue. I'm very fortunate to have some amazing writers work with a lot of amazing writers, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, what do I see in the dialogue? Is there something that tells me about this character that I that I'm not seeing right off that? You know, I also right. try. I also pray on it. No. You know, I want to make sure that I'm telling my truth nice. within this character because the the characters that I play are just a small extension of who I am. Right. Right. And the rest is what are the obstacles and the challenges I'm dealing with in this world that this character is living in. Mm-hmm. You know, with Stefan, it was survival. I am a black male, a black lawyer in Los Angeles, and I've had all these obstacles to get where I'm right, at. Right. Right. Yet. I still feel the need to overpower whoever I'm dating and not be vulnerable. Sense of control, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and, you know, um, whether I come in for a cameo, it's literally, I have to tell a story. I have to tell a whole story of this this, this young girl in Glee uh-huh. through a picture. Yeah. Thank God that's where acting, I mean, modeling came in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but to prepare, it really is just hitting the ground running and just get as much as you can. But sometimes, you know, things happen so fast here in L.A. Right. You get the script the night, you are called in the next morning, mm-hmm. you are cast the next day, they put mm-hmm. you on hold, and then you're shooting by the weekend. Yes. And God forbid if it's overseas, then you got to go travel. <laughs> you so win, right. you just got to really give it your best and trust that what you bring to the table is enough, mm-hmm. and you got to trust that that director is going to lead you the rest of the way. Nice. Well said. Another one, um, quick question here. Um, what is the difference for you playing a um, homosexual and heterosexual role? 
There is no difference. Okay. It's humanity. It's a true representation of of what's what we all go through. Yeah. Love is love. Right. You know, and uh my main thing for me is I just did not want to be typecast into a certain character mm-hmm. type. And as I told myself, well, if this is my niche, my niche, 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 <laughs> niche, niche. <laughs> if, 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 if that is my, the, the genre that I'm, I'm going to monopolize that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get every role that I can that's going to fit in that type. Nice. You know, and if I'm unhappy with that, then I'll produce my own stuff. Right. Exactly. You know, but I'm, I'm happy that I've, I've had the chance to, to explore and to experience and to, to really just, I, I've had a wonderful time playing both characters. It awesome. doesn't, does not bother me either way, uh, because to have someone stop me at an airport and say, "Hey, you're that guy from DTLA, <laughs> or you're that guy from Cheetah in August," yeah, yeah. I loved you, right. you know. Or I had a guy to stop me in Target. It's like, "Hey, make America great." I was like, <laughs> I was like "Dude, yeah." He's <laughs> like, "Dude, man," nice. you know. And they are in, and, and that's what it's about. I became exactly. an actor. I became an actor. Because I said, not only because I'm doing something different almost every day, I want someone to look at my life and say, well, that guy looks like me. That guy came from where I came. Mm -hmm. That guy is showing me that there's more out there than what I can visually see around me. Mm -hmm. And that means more to me than anything. Right. You know, I started high school with um, over 758 uh, freshmen. Mm. Only 168 graduated by that time. Wow. So against those odds, and, and as I say, I've already beat the odds. I'm the sperm that made it up to the egg. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. You know, so Born a winner. Get already. out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, just real quick, what's one piece of advice you wish you had before moving out here and pursuing acting? Don't have a perception of what you think L.A. is. Mm, that's a good one. Don't sell yourself short. And... People will tell you exactly who they are right away oh. if you just listen. Oh. <laughs> so don't have that. Well, I didn't know that person was going to do this or say this and that. And then they, they, their whole life is messed up or all the things that they've done because they value themselves on one person they've met mm-hmm. or people that or group of people they've met. And they're you know and then they're moving away from L.A. because right. you know because of some person. Right. Stay focused and remember that whatever you're doing. There's six more people doing more. Yeah. So you got to stay one step ahead of everybody right. as much as you can. But be humble. Be humble, yeah. Be on time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be on time. Yes. And be easy to work with. I can't tell you how many times I'm on set and then you, you just hear people talk about people and do this and do that. And I'm, All like, the time. I'm like, I'm going to go sit over here. <laughs> I don't need the bad energy. Right. And right. I'm, 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 I'm all about empowering my fellow teammates, my fellow castmates, my fellow people in my agency. I'm mm-hmm. with uh, Citizen Skull Management. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> um, but I have an amazing manager. I have an amazing um, agent over at the firm LA, mm-hmm. an amazing agent over at, the, at Rage Talent. Nice. And that's my team. Right. You know, and. Just grab these people, hold on to them dearly, and if you have any issue, talk it out. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's huge here because you, you, you can only hold – it's so much rejection you can take in mm. the industry that you, gotta, you, need, you need your team to build you up as, just as much. Right. All right. Well, that's greatly put. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Well, thanks, Ernest. That's going to be all for today. Right. I thank you so much for joining oh, us and being inside the Black Actors Studio. Can you go ahead and tell everyone where to find you? Hey, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Ernest Pierce, E-R-N-E-S-T-P-I-E-R-C-E. That will 
that will bring you across all my social media. <laughs> all your social media. And folks, you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. Also, tune in next week. Same t- same place, excuse me, same time <laughs> here inside the uh, Black Actors Studio. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.